It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Grab your sparkles and fire up the grill. It's time to have some summer fun. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under, under construction, construction together. together. Welcome to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. Hey, it's a family reunion. It's a family reunion. Oh, how many of y'all know that song out there? Hey, yeah, I threw that all the way back. <laughs> but yes, y'all, it's officially fireworks season. So y'all know families are gearing up for their annual reunions at the park or outside of grandma's house. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's about to be a lot of grilling, a lot of spades competition. I know I can't wait because I am the best, okay? Y'all, I swear I love summertime gatherings. And I might complain about the heat like we all do, but you gotta take the good with the not so good, right? Well, everybody, let's move on to our good word for the week. I've been waiting on this word since I got that last one. Woo! Now, I know this is finna send me, y'all. Okay, let me just take my time with her. Whoa! Okay. Your eyes can't show you where God is leading you. So keep your eyes fixed on him. (laughs) Listen. Listen, Linda. Let me just read that clean for y'all. Because I'm about to throw my computer. All right? Your eyes can't show you where God is bringing you. So keep your eyes fixed on him. I mean, what what you want me to do after this, Angel? (laughs) I mean, because here is the thing for me. We can have our own plans on what we want our future to look like. But God has what our future actually looks (laughs) like. actually looks like okay and so the minute you start planning and thinking you have control over this thing is when god will let you go ahead on and jack your life up okay go a different direction and then he gonna destroy it because he's seen enough and now it's his turn because he gonna have his way so you might as well go ahead and you know volunteer him letting him have his way and go ahead and use you the way he want to use you so you can see your future the way he see fit, which is best because what he has for you, your eyes can't ever, ever see. You can't ever think that big. You can't ever see that big. You can't ever plan that long. Okay, now I'm done. I can't. It's, I'm done. I'm done. Because it's either you're going to do or you're not going to do. How many times you going to fall on your face from your plans? How many times you going to watch your plans fall through? How many times you going to put, put your money, put your time in and things that you don't even know is going to happen because you believe it in your gut and you believe it in your heart. But did you ask God, is this what he has for you? And do you be mad when it don't work out? Be mad at yourself because you are not in control and stop acting like you got control over this thing. Okay. Cause he going to blow it up in your face. But see, just, just like he is a destroyer. He's a creator as well. Amen. <laughs> what? 
He will just, he will watch the whole building burn down and be like, are you done? You finish? Now you ready to do this my way? And bring you the bricks, bring you the sheetrock, bring you the help that you need to come and build your building the way it's supposed to be built on solid ground. All right, what's next? I can't. This is enough for me. I just thought somebody needed to hear that because I needed to hear that. I'm so tired of seeing things like not come to fruition because I done tried it my way. Like when you going to get tired? Ain't, ain't you tired? It is the reason why you are in this position of, now how I get here? <laughs> now what happened? Now where my money go? Now what happened to my amazing, beautiful, delicious relationship? What happened? Now what happened to all the fun I was having? What happened to all this good luck and good fortune I was having? Huh? What happened to my kids listening? What happened to them wanting to do their homework and going to bed on time? What happened? What happened to my bills not being bigger than my problems? Like, what happened? That's because you out here doing things your way. You know what I'm saying? You got your print, not the blueprint. Oh! <laughs> Stay out of God's way. Let him bless you. you. Your eyes can't see what he got for you. So you go head on and keep your eyes on the prize, which is him. And that's that on that. Amen and amen. All right, today on Tamar's Takes, we're chatting about my favorite backyard barbecue dishes. Everybody know I love me some good barbecue now, okay? Although I got acid reflux and I pay for it later, I still love some good barbecue. So if you're planning on having a 4th of July cookout this weekend, maybe you can use one of these. Number one, listen, have y'all ever had some good old 4th of July banana pudding? Oh, Lord Jesus. Won't he do it? And it's only like three ingredients. It's the bananas, the cookies, and the pudding. That's it. And if you want to get fancy, get you some cool whip. You know what I mean? You you parfait that thing and let the Lord use you. Get you a spoon and let him have his way. All right. What's another good one? Now, see, now for me, it's 4th of July, so I don't want a bunch of hot shit. I just want a hot dog, a hamburger, and a steak or rib as my hot stuff. But I don't want nothing else hot, okay? Now, I know y'all seen this on TikTok, right? I know y'all seen the watermelon and mustard challenge, right? Y'all, it's actually really good. And you only need two ingredients. I mean, you already have the mustard anyway for the hot dogs and hamburgers. That's one less thing you need to buy. Get you a watermelon, cut her up, put your little mustard on that thing, and let the Lord have his way. Amen? And yes, it's delicious, y'all. It's delicious. Okay, now don't put too much on that thing, but it is good. All right. Okay, for the third thing, which is my favorite, okay? Macaroni tuna salad. Ha! Baby. Now, you only need a few ingredients for that. All you got to do is just make your traditional tuna salad and put some macaroni in that thing. Yeah, put that thing in the freezer or in the refrigerator. Let that thing get super icy cold. Sometimes I like a lot of ice chips in mine, depending on how hot it is outside. Yeah, that thing good. Then put some mustard on that, too. Let the Lord use you. All right. (laughs) <laughs> that's all I got for y'all I know it might sound a little disgusting but trust my taste buds they are amazing I have good taste buds alright everybody that's all I got for y'all cause talking about all this food makes me want to go and make me a plate well I hope y'all enjoyed learning about my favorite backyard barbecue dishes and now I'd like to know what some of y'all favorite side dishes are and if you do anything unique like I do to prepare them hit your girl up or shoot me an email to ucwithtamar at gmail.com that's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com to keep it a thousand. Baby, it is all me. 
right, everybody. It's time to tap into that Keep It A Thou Thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl. Angel, let's see what we got today. So I'm in the process of going to therapy and identifying my troubled areas. Like, you know, the places that I need to work on. However, how do I push through these hard tasks of having to change from my old ways? Well, for me, here is the thing. You have to make the decision to change. You can go to all the therapy in the world that you want to go to, but if you're just going to sit there just to occupy your time and spend your money and take up somebody else's time and not, you know, adhere to what their suggestions are, or some things that you need to change to make your life better than what it was, you know, then I don't, really don't have much conversation for you. But you have to make the decisions to change before you go into therapy. And that's just that on that. There's no way around it, baby. It's not everybody else. OK, it's not everyone else. Things are not working out for you because of something somebody else did to you. OK. Take your ass into therapy and really do the work, all right? Make the choice to change, okay? Because it's not them, it's you. That was for somebody who needed to hear that. I'm sorry. So here's our next question. My ex-girl is currently raising our five-year-old son in another state with her family. She recently shared with me that our son told her that he doesn't want to be a boy anymore. Clearly, as the father, I'm at a loss for words and very upset to hear such a thing. Do you have any advice for me to calmly navigate my way through this without ruining my chances of having a relationship with my son? Well, first of all, it sounds like you lightweight blaming your baby mother. Do I hear that right? Huh? What'd you say, pumpkin? Huh? What'd you say? It's her fault? Huh? Because it ain't his fault either. You understand what I'm saying? Look, everybody has their own beliefs. My belief is that you were born this way, period. That's that. And if he wasn't and he made the choice at a young age, then respect his choice. Just talk to him and educate him about the decisions that he is making. That's how you don't ruin your chances with your son, by blaming the mother and blaming him or blaming yourself had you been around then your son wouldn't have ended up this way. What way? He's only gay. <laughs> Relax. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. This is your child we talking about. So because they're not doing something that you wouldn't do, now you got a problem with them? I just want to make sure I'm understanding the question. Because for me, it's a little offensive. You know what I'm saying? And it's offensive for me for the five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Because what about him? Who got his back? Hmm? So you think at five years old, he learned this behavior? That Was that what you're trying to allude? I mean, that's all I got to say. I just think as parents, you know, we got to stop putting all the responsibility on these children. And if you feel like this is a decision that was made for him, put him in counseling and go with him. How about you stop thinking about the fact that she moved your child to another state with her family. And if you wanted to be around your son, why don't you move to the state that she moved your son to? Uh-oh! Uh-oh! All right. Well, I hope y'all find value in my responses. <laughs> if you would like for your girl to tell you to answer your questions for you, I would love to offer my insight. Just shoot me an email or a note at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Look, everybody, I don't have all the answers. This is just my take on whatever you ask me, all right? But you can always count on me to keep it a thou thou. Up next, we're going into the blueprint. This, this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., according to the recent study of the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. 
It affects 40 million adults, and it's not uncommon for someone with anxiety to also suffer from depression and, y'all, vice versa. With nearly 17 million Americans suffering from depression, many are seeking alternatives to antidepressants. And that's where today's Blueprint guests come in. Angel Corban is a certified licensed acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. I'm so excited to have my personal acupuncturist join us for the last day of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD Awareness Month. Welcome to the show, Angel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of Tamar Braxton's under construction. Awesome. Now, talk to me a little bit about why you dove into help people heal through acupuncture. The way that I discovered acupuncture was actually by chance. And just to give you a little backstory, I have been suffering from back pain ever since I was 13 years old. I have scoliosis. And because of my scoliosis, I would have um, excruciating, you know, low back pain, upper back pain. I would have spasms in my neck. And I ended up meeting this amazing, amazing acupuncturist. And I went to him, I started seeing him and I would get treatments from him. And every time I got treatments from him, my back would feel better. The pain would go away. I would have more energy. It changed my mood. And had I found acupuncture, I believe years prior, I probably would have gone ahead with dental school. And, you know, initially I wanted to be a dentist, but I didn't think I could do it because of all of the pain that I was suffering. And I decided to mm -hmm. go with acupuncture because it helped me. And thinking back, I'm, I'm happy that I ended up following this path of you know, studying it and becoming an acupuncturist. And I believe it's been extremely fulfilling in my life, not just because of the benefits for me, but because of the hundreds of patients that I have helped, encountered, healed. And it's, you know, I, I want everyone to know about it. I, I don't want people to go through life not knowing what acupuncture is. If they can have acupuncture in their life, you know, I believe it will help them tremendously. It will help them not to be on pain med medications. It will help them not take, de you know, depression medications, which I think, you know, if, if your doctor recommends it, you should definitely be taking it. But acupuncture will help you. Now, let me ask you this, because... I feel like a lot of people or there are a lot of misconceptions around what acupuncture actually is. So can you just break it down in the most simplest form? This is acupuncture. This is how it works. Because I know for me, a lot of times when I have conversations with people around acupuncture, they're like, I'm not having nobody stick no needles in me. So talk to us about the process and really what it's doing. So, um, you know, it is it is needles that are going into into the layer of the skin, but the the needles are so thin that you normally do not feel it. And if you do feel the needles, then it's only for a split second. And they're not hollow. So they're not like your normal 
needles that pierce the skin. Let's say I'm interested in becoming a new patient, right? But I'm, I, I don't really quite understand. Like people just say, hey, here's an option. How do you go about telling potentially new clients, like, here's what you can expect? Like, what is that conversation like between you and the client? So I, I tell my patients that you may feel a slight pinch as the needles penetrate into the into certain points, but it's only for a split mm -hmm. second. And after that, you won't feel it anymore. Sometimes there will be electricity with certain points. And I call that the chi or the essence of the point. And that electricity, it's helpful to be run through the body. It's not painful. It's just a slight electric shock mm -hmm. that you will end up feeling either on your toes or in your fingers. So it's, it's very minimal and it puts you in a state of Zen. It calms you, you, you know, you, you basically end up sleeping. I, I've had many patients that mm. sleep from acupuncture or they go into a deep meditation and they, you know, I will tell them you were sleeping right now. And they're like, no, I wasn't sleeping. And it's, it's really interesting because what I see is sleeping, but for them, it's, it's meditation. Now, how long do you leave these needles in them? So the needles um, usually stay for about 20 or 30 minutes. And wow. um, these points act as portals to the meridians where the acupuncture can either activate or stimulate or inactivate or sedate. And the acupuncture point is not just a point on an acupuncture map, but is in fact a physically distinct structure. Let's back up to the meridian. Okay. What is that? Explain that, like break that down for us. So we have meridians in our bodies and it relates to the organs in the body. You're the liver meridian and it's a channel flow of where the liver meridian runs or where the lung meridian runs or the heart meridian or the gallbladder. And these meridians or these channels have to do with the structure of the body and the flow of that energy and every mm -hmm. every channel or every meridian has a function and so where you place the needles that is like a trigger point for that meridian is yes that what's happening? exactly for example the heart channel has to do with mood so depending on what is going on with the patient then certain points within the heart meridian will you know, the needles will basically go into certain points where the heart channel flows. Same thing with, mm -hmm. you know, the, the kidney, the, the kidney channel, for example, there, it follows, follows, a, it's like a map within the body and each point is related to a mood or each point is related to a function, to a certain function. And not every acupuncture point will be exactly the same for every patient. Depending on what is going on with the patient, then these points will correspond with what is going on internally. So it changes? Yes. Like with different people? Yes. Now, when you say it changes, what necessarily is changing? The meridian or the trigger points? Or are they one in the same? They're one in the same. So when you come in for the first time, I will check your pulse and I will look deep mm -hmm. into your tongue. And your tongue back, you know, 3000 years ago when they didn't have x-rays, the tongue ac acted as an x-ray. So we are able to distinguish mm. what is going on with your tongue and with your pulse. 
and we gather a lot of information from the patient. We ask a lot of questions, and some of these questions may be, it may not mean anything to you, but to us, to an acupuncturist, it gives us an insight of what is going on in the body. And what we see and what we feel will enhance what points we decide to do on a specific patient. Exactly. Now, what are some of the things that you look at or you learn from the tongue? That's interesting. So we're looking at the, the shape. We're looking at the color. If you look at your tongue, you know, someone might have a, a red tip and that red tip on the tongue tells me that there is, you know, emotional stress. It will tell me that there is heat within the body and the tongue is divided into sections or into organ systems. So it's divided into the liver, the lung, the spleen, the heart and the kidney channel. And depending on what we see on the tongue, it will tell me internally what organs are affected. So for example, let's say if someone has a pale coloring in the tongue, you know, it lets me know that there's issues with the pancreas or there's issues with digestive function, while appropriate coloring lets me know that there's blockages in the flow of the chi, for example. And, mm -hmm. and then we also look at the shape of the tongue and the normal tongue shape is neither too thick nor is it too thin. So the tongue body is smooth with no cracks. In general, Changes in the tongue shape are thought to reflect chronic illness affecting the blood or the body fluids or the chi, which is essence. Now, if somebody came to you and said, like, hey, I'm suffering from like rheumatoid arthritis, but I live in New Mexico and you're in California, can I do like a virtual visit? Can I, you know, send you a picture of my tongue and can you do things like that? Or do patients actually have to come into your facility for you to assist them? No, you know, I can do virtual consultations and we could even do FaceTime basically. And I can look at a patient's tongue and I can tell them what is going on internally. And I can also tell the patients, you can stimulate this channel to help you. If I need to, I can send out herbs to the patient or I can tell them, you know, specifically what is going on and how they can improve it. Talk to me a little bit about being able to do this virtually. Like what's your success rate with you know, being able to really diagnose people from looking at their tongue? I think success rate, it's, it's pretty positive. Um, there, are, there are some setbacks because I can't feel the pulse, but, you know, mm -hmm. that's only, I, I want to say, you know, it's maybe 20 or 30% of the diagnosis. The tongue definitely gives me a deep idea of what is going on into the body. Um, so definitely, you know, we can do we can do the tongue diagnosis virtually and it will still be beneficial to the patient. And I'm usually right on when I see the tongue of any patient. I, I know exactly what is going on with them and I can give them different remedies or I can send them herbs to help them. Now, what about your success rate like with your in-person like and then actually doing the acupuncture needles? alongside, you know, being able to say, hey, look, this is what's going on with you. So, um, you know, it's, it's been pretty positive as well. Um, definitely, it's a lot beneficial to do acupuncture with a person in front of me. Ladies that wanted to get pregnant, I've, I've assisted them in getting pregnant. Um, patients who are coming for for changes in, in their mood or changes with their period, with any menstrual issues. 
I've also been successful in that. My specialty is pain management. It's also fertility. Mm -hmm. Those are my two specialties, but I, I also do facial acupuncture as well. And I've also been successful with facial acupuncture when patients are looking for natural look instead of getting collagens or, or Botox. So it's also good for like age defined? Yes, like definitely. It is extremely beneficial for for anyone who is looking for any natural enhancements. I once had a patient who was, I want to say she was probably in her 70s and she had the skin of a 25 year old. Wow. Yes, that was mainly because of acupuncture. Um, she would come in twice a week wow. and she would get acupuncture and her skin was flawless. She had no wrinkles whatsoever. They were, they were not noticeable and her skin was tight. Um, there was no mm -hmm. sagging whatsoever inside, you know, like in the layers of her skin. It wasn't sagging, it was, it was firm and tight. We'll be right back after the short break. We're back into the blueprint with acupuncturist Angel Corbon. I know that part of why we have you on today is because you're actually Tamar's personal acupuncturist. And she's so sorry that she wasn't able to be here, but we'd be remiss not to talk about, you know, the services that you provide her and how you've helped her. <laughs> so in regards to Tamar, we have done cupping on Tamar. We have also assisted her with with mood enhancements and not to say that there is anything wrong with her mood she's always happy but you know sometimes we all suffer from slight depressions in our life and through acupuncture tamar has been able to have a more active life she has been a lot happier i believe she has been um, a little bit more outgoing so you know, through through acupuncture and, and I believe through talking, because it's acupuncture is not just about the acupuncturist putting in the needles or doing the cupping. We also become, you know, the patient's emotional caretaker. We become the psychologist as well. Um, at least I do. For me, it's not just about placing the needles or doing the cupping and not touching the patient. I'm very hands-on. I I touch the body, I feel the body to see what is going on. And I talk, I talk through it. I talk through it with my patients and I touch them. I, I give hugs. I, I hold your hands through the process. <laughs> I listen to you crying. I listen to what you say and how you say those things. And I get a sense of what is going on with my patients even before they tell me. I I can see it in their mm. faces. I can see it inside of their bodies or in their bodies. And I think because because of my experience, because of my personal experience, I think I think there there is a level of empathy that comes with what I do. And I believe these mm -hmm. are the reasons why Tamar has chosen to do acupuncture and to do it with me. And why you have such a great success rate. Yes, right. definitely. So talk, to us, uh, 
And what, so what is cupping? Because you've mentioned that a couple times as well. And so I just want to make sure to our audience who maybe not be as familiar with acupuncture and different um, techniques that we really give them a good introduction to them. So what is cupping? So um, there's a philosophy that I go by and um, it's, it says where there is stagnation, there will be pain. And if you remove the stagnation, then you remove the pain. So in cupping... Cupping is the term applied to a technique that uses small glass cups or bamboo jars as suction devices. There are many ways that a practitioner can create suction in the cups. So for example, like if a patient comes to me and they want cupping, I'll, I'll take a cotton swab with alcohol and I'll light it on fire. And then I will take the cup and I will place the fire into the cup. I will take out the fire and then I will basically take the cup that has now been suctioned out of oxygen and when you place it on the body it acts like a suctioning device once the yeah, suction, so it's not like a burning flame exactly no the there is no burning flame <laughs> whatsoever inside inside of the cup and then once okay. the suction has occurred the cups can be gently moved across the skin and i call this gliding mm -hmm. cupping and then i you normally will put massage oil is that the one that take it yes so tamar gets the Tamar gets the, you know, I put massage oil on the on her body and then I I move the cups around. Cupping is somewhat similar to a massage. So a massage therapist will apply pressure to the muscles and it uses gentle uh -huh. pressure, but cupping uses gentle pressure to pull them upward, to pull the skin upward. And for most mm -hmm. patients, this is particularly relaxing and a relieving sensation. Uh, when I do the moving cupping, it basically, it will ensure that there is no petechia and petechia are red patches that the body will have. So the type of cupping that I do, I will move the cups around and I will also touch as I'm doing that, touch, touch the body where the cupping is to ensure that there is no pain you know whatsoever remaining circles. yeah exactly yeah got it now who is acupuncture and cupping for because if i feel like i don't have depression i don't have anxiety i don't have any health issues i'm very healthy like is acupuncture something that you should just practice like the 70 something year old lady who you know gets it in her face and now she still looks like a 20 year old like who should do acupuncture and why? Um, I believe anyone and everyone should be getting acupuncture. It's not, it's not just for, you know, for pain, as, as we said, or just for mood. It's also for well-being. Acupuncture will keep you healthy. It will make you healthier. Mm. It will balance out the body. It will enhance the organs within the body. And that's, you know, specifically speaking, that is also what the cupping does. And it removes any, it breaks up any of the blockage and it restores the natural flow of the energy within the body. You know, it could be a six-year-old child. It could be an 80 or a 90-year-old really? patient. Yes, I've, I've done acupuncture on, you know, as young as babies. I've also done it on you know, patients who are in their 80s or 90s, and they feel rejuvenated, they feel healthier. I've had, I've had a lot of success rates with patients, you know, as, as young as, you know, again, like five or 10 years old, 
who are coming to me because you know they're they're nervous they're nervous about going to school or they you know now they have anxiety and now they have depression mm-hmm. so through through mm-hmm. acupuncture they they feel better you know they they feel like they can actually go on with their day and and feel better about themselves and so you know it has definitely changed changed their moods so i i wouldn't i i would say acupuncture is, is for anyone and everyone everyone can benefit benefit from it how should you go about selecting an acupuncturist like are there certain key things that you should ask or be mindful of if you do decide and say hey you know what let me just try this i think um i mean i know for me you know as an acupuncturist when i'm trying to find an acupuncturist i want to know obviously their experience i want to know their success rate i i listen to them i talk to them and i i get a feel for the person you know if if i'm talking to someone if they're trying to sell me on why i should choose them as an acupuncturist normally speaking i i probably wouldn't want to go to them and it's because i don't want to be sold on it i i want to feel connected to that person ask them you know why did they choose acupuncture i think that is also a very important reason for for anyone to choose an acupuncturist and normally speaking mm-hmm. a person doesn't go into acupuncture because they want to make money we go into it because we want to help sorry speaking of money like how expensive is it to go to see an acupuncturist and does insurance often cover it so insurance does cover acupuncture depends on the insurance plan and yeah insurance companies have definitely recognized the benefits of acupuncture you know you, you could call your insurance company and find out if this is a covered benefit if it is not a covered benefit normally speaking a normal acupuncturist for your first time visit will do about an hour session they will ask you all sorts of questions for your initial visit and some acupuncturists will do the acupuncture at that moment or they will have you come back for for the session and normally speaking it will cost i want to say maybe around $130 to maybe $200 for me your initial visit will normally be about an hour and a half and that's because i want to know about your personality i want to know about what is bothering you and you know if if i feel like a patient can't afford a certain price i i will definitely work with my patients and i will give them as many discounts as i can <laughs> so you know i'm like, i love it yeah like like i said it's not about the money for me it's it's about the experience i want patients to come out of this with a meaningful experience. I want them to feel better and healthier. And that's the that's the goal that I set. And that is what I try to achieve every time I see Tamar. I I want to make sure that she is staying healthy, that she gets healthier, that she is well balanced, that she is following certain dietary restrictions that I may give her and As an acupuncturist, we also do that. We also talk about your diet and we take note of what you eat, when you eat it and how often. You know, you you become you become more than a patient, you become a friend. This has been like a wealth of information and like I never would have thought that all of this went into this and we're going to go into the part of the show where we share our takeaway. And I'm actually going to have you go first. 
where you share um, your takeaway from this conversation that we've had? The takeaway that I want from this or the experience that I want or the audience to take away from this is don't be afraid of the word needle. It is such Mm -hmm. a non-important factor when it comes to doing acupuncture. I don't want patients to be afraid to see an acupuncturist because they are afraid that it will cause any, any discomfort or pain. What I want people to take away from this is that this will enhance your daily life. This will give you an, an out-of-body experience that you have never felt before. This will help you to live your life and to be active. Just because you are suffering from pain or just because you are suffering from any other disorder, I I want you to know that there is hope, that there is a solution where Western medicine fails, acupuncture has succeeded, acupuncture has been beneficial. We don't give Western medicine to our patients. you know, I, I basically tell my patients, you know, you, you don't need the pain medication, you need the acupuncture and I can, I can take away the pain and I can heal you and I can have you basically, you know, if you walk into my office with pain, I will make sure that you walk out without the pain. So um, I definitely, I just, I want patients, patients to know that acupuncture will definitely be a successful regiment to their daily lives. Just like, you know, waking up and taking your shower, going for your normal walk, you know, incorporate acupuncture into your daily life. Um, at least, you know, once a week or once every other week, depending on what is going on with the body. And, you know, I I just, I, I want patients not to be afraid to to find an acupuncturist and I want them to live a healthy life. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And like I said, it's definitely not the money. It's about the experience as a whole. It's about the mind, the body, and the spirit. Thank you for sharing that. And for me, I would say that my takeaway from this conversation is the power in the tongue. Uh, For there to be this ability for you to really gather so much information from really dissecting someone's tongue, just them sticking it out and, you know, to learn about the different quadrants and what it shows and the colors and the thickness and the shape. I think that that's very powerful. And I just hope that people take the time to understand that there is more than one way to skin a cat. Exactly. You know, (laughs) we're used to you know, this Western medicine and popping pills to relieve pain and to, we think that that's the remedy. And so I really hope that people open their minds and their consciousness to the possibility that, hey, there may be a more natural, a more organic, a more um, fulfilling way to enhance or rehabilitate yourself towards, you know, a better health, Um, And so I just, I I really hope that people are able to walk away from this conversation thinking and saying to themselves, hmm, this may be an option um, if you've been going through something and nothing has been working for you. 
this may be something that, you know, you can say, hey, let me try this. And I'm going to take it a step further and say, this may be the option the next time something happens or just because, just to see like, hey, can this change the flow of energy, you know, of how I'm feeling about myself? Can this change how I'm able to to heal and to just live my life? And I, I love that you said this is wellness. It doesn't have to be an ailment or an issue that comes about. Sometimes we just have to step into trying something different, trying something new um, to live that best life that we all want and to live balanced and healthy and happy. So thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Of course. I know I enjoyed it and gained a ton of information. So I really appreciate your time. And I know that you were on the road and I know that (laughs) you're probably sad that it wasn't Tay that was able to do the interview, but we're still going to get the information out there. And to me, that's the most important part of sharing and being a part of conversations like this. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Angel, for taking the time to do this with me. And if it's possible, I wanted to leave my cell phone number and I wanted to give you my email so that, you know, anyone who wants to talk to me, they can definitely email me or they can call me and I will definitely talk to them. Yeah, go ahead, shoot. So um, to call me personally, my cell phone number is 818-426-8462. And my email address is Angel, A-N-J-E-L, at bliss-acupuncture.com. And you can also go on Instagram. It's under bliss-acupuncture. And again, this has been such a pleasure and such a joy to talk to you, Angel. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Thank you. We're about to close out PTSD Awareness Month with some real tips to help those suffering physically from various ailments. Last week, I introduced you to my homegirl, Jackie. And this week, you got a real taste of the power of acupuncture with my acupuncturist, Angel Corbon. I hope you all are leaving today's episode with more information about acupuncture and the power of tapping into our pressure points than when you first tuned in. And if you need to tap into alternative meds to get the healing you need, then baby, you just go on and do what you got to do and find your local acupuncturist that is right for you. Well, that's our show for today. But before you go, don't forget to connect with me on Cameo. All you got to do is visit Cameo.com slash Tamar Braxton. And of course, if you want to hit me with a question or comment about the show, or if you don't like something I said, let me know. Email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. If no one else tells you, remember this. I love you, and I truly mean it. Because we're all under construction together. Bye. Under Construction is a production of Mosas, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More sauce.